Today's mob rules brought to you by salt. So much, so much salt. Um, <laughs> that's 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 what we're brought to by today. Is, Salty is salt as I desperately try and find the right button. <laughs> Do you think people could tell that I had the wrong soundboard queued up when uh, I was doing that intro? I don't. I don't think people could tell. You were incredibly professional, very professional to a disturbing level. Um, <laughs> it's always disturbing. <laughs> uh, welcome to Mob Rules. Uh, I am John, joined by I'm Danny. Danny, and we're here uh, to talk about Warhammer and all things 40k, and probably just True. a bunch of other weird shit too. Probably there's um, a lot of that mixed in there. Hey, we've been up to stuff, Danny. Yeah, yeah, totally. What what have we what what have we been up to? Um, all right, yeah, cool. Yeah, let's start there. I don't yeah, have no. a sound effect for that one, so we'll, we'll call it good. <laughs> for once, right? Um, <laughs> That's right. Uh, I have so many more for the rest of this episode. By the way, you have no idea. Fan fucking fantastic. All right, so uh, let's see. I've been uh, doing some modeling, uh, <laughs> catalog swimsuit. You know, you know the you know, u- usual, the usual usual stuff. Mostly erotic boudoir. <laughs> I'm scaroused. <laughs> no, you're very not. very scaroused. <laughs> All right. Um. So uh, I did uh, build a bunch of stuff this week. Um. Let's see. I built uh, a repulsor executioner for some, or I guess that was last week. But somebody has to. <laughs> yeah. Like I've been. St- I started building that. Like maybe. Like six like six months ago or whenever they came out, and then I haven't kind of gone back and t- and finished the job. So it's been sitting in my office, like, just like on a regular, my file cabinet, like half built as a regular repulsor without the executioner, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so I finished building that. Uh, I've also been building some inceptors. Uh, so I built three more inceptors out of the. Nice. With the the big auto cannon guns? The bolters. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, inceptors. Yeah, not suppressors. There we go. Well, I already have nine suppressors. So. <laughs> that, uh, that is plenty. So I'm working on getting the full 18 uh, inceptors built with assault bolters. Ugh. Because, hell yeah, why not? That is that is too many. It's a lot. It's like um, 30,000 ninth edition points. <laughs> yeah, it's probably about 9,000 <laughs> points. In ninth edition, uh, and then I also built a uh, iron hand, iron hands eyes. Uh, uh, what is that guy called? Tor Garadon. Yeah, yeah. In, in your eternal struggle to convert every single Space Marine character <laughs> to an iron hand. Let's yeah, let's make them bionic. Because you have now <laughs> the Salamanders guy. I do. I um, made I made uh, uh, Ardex Agaton. Uh, I made him into an iron hand, and then I also made a Vulcan Hestan model that I've, I've been using as well. It's going to have to give you, like, all my Death Watch from that Death Watch Overkill game. Just have <laughs> you, like, add iron hand decals to everything. There this bird? This metal bird now. Metal bird. Metal bird. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but I want to try running Imperial Fist, especially with all the Inceptors. I think there's yeah. some good combos there for sure. For sure. So, uh, but, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, Have I played a game? Uh, oh, I went out to the valley and played a game. Actually, oh, you yeah. did, yeah, yeah, against uh, uh, perennial loser John Miller. Correct. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I brought my sister's list that I've been playing quite a bit. Um, he played Blood Angels. Um, it was pretty close back and forth uh, 
up until like around three, I would say. And then like he had all of his stuff on the board and I had all my stuff on the board and then his stuff started to go away faster than my stuff. So <laughs> just hashtag Warhammer. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, so at the end of the game, he had like four or five sanguinary guard and the sanguinor and then ancient on one half of the table. And I had like, I don't know, like 40 or 50 battle sisters. Because you're still like rocking those super durable sisters, right? Correct. Yeah. So I've got like, I've got over a, over a hundred sisters models that have a three plus armor save and they ignore AP minus one and minus two. Um, so they're pretty tough to get rid of from like everything. So yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty great. Awesome. Uh, well, I have just continued to obscenely paint. John, you've been so productive. I've been very productive. Um, I assembled a beast of Nurgle. Uh, I have six more that arrived this week. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, I saw the price was going up and they're already expensive. So oh, I'm, so that's why you got So I now. bought an entire squad's worth before the price rise. Smart. Saving me $12 by spending like 300 but Super <laughs> smart. But uh, I got those in. Um, I, I sourced all the parts from my Great Unclean One conversion. So like the bell and the furnace from the, the Screaming Bell model. So I have those coming next week. Um, I picked up some blood crushers. Uh, the, oh. Yeah, because the, I have three of them already. But I'm man. like, man, a unit of six post engine war. Have you built them? Like, no, have yeah. you built the models? No, no. So they the, are amazing models. I bought three. So I got three. I bought built. Yeah, and okay. The three I just bought are unbuilt. So I'll get to to build those. So I'm excited for those. You're it's gonna, gonna like be, it. It's gonna be like my little Nurgle brick because I've done. Yeah. Literally a metric shit ton of Nurgle in the in the past two weeks. Um, yeah, and I think Engine War, like, I don't know that it makes them super viable, but they are very viable. It makes like, them an option, right? That Which mortal I, wound th- strat is real good. Right, and it's like, I think what Engine War, all the Psychic Awakenings are doing is taking, like, lesser used units and, mm-hmm. and making them viable. Like Blood Crushers, like um, Beasts of Nurgle, where they get their strat too. Like a couple of other things as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, Nurklings, of course, completely unviable. So they got an amazing strategy. Oh, man, that's such a great strategy. Um, but yeah, so, so that was super annoying. nice. Uh, in the past two weeks, though, I have built and painted uh, two. Um, uh, the Oh, man, the, the Spear guy for a Death Guard. His name is completely blanking me right now. File Blight Spawn. Yeah, two File Blight Spawns, uh, a Plague Burst Crawler. Uh, nice. Three... Uh, Blight Haulers. Um, I'm now up to 20 Plague Marines uh, built and painted. Man. Um, Chaos Lord's good. Uh, I assembled a um, another, uh, the drone one, the, the Plague Drone. The, or the Fetid Blight the, Drone? Yeah, the Fetid Blight Drone. Nice. Because um, what I'm thinking, like, I know we're going to talk later about kind of what we're thinking for, like, ninth edition list and where we're going, but I'm mm-hmm. thinking about throwing a couple of those guys in there just because. Yeah. Um, those guys are going to be real good. Man, they're going to be really annoying. I did, honestly, John, mm-hmm. I have not thought about them yet. Right, and yeah, they're, yeah, they're going to be, be really good. annoying. So yeah. right now, my my ninth, we'll talk about later, has two plague burst crawlers. Cool. I think it's going to drop down to one and two of the two drones. Two drones. Okay. So we'll see. Um. So, but yeah, I've just been furiously painting and building. Nice, um, like crazy. Uh, Lord of Contagion. I started him last night. Uh, just so I could have oh, one yeah. of the bell dudes. Um, and literally anything that's going to buff Plague Marines because of all these uh, reveals coming out about War of the Spider. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that, that the that, that bell dude was going to be so good? Yeah. That that relic is dope. Yeah. I mean, it's really, really good. So uh, I, I started up one of those because obviously having multiple Dark Imperium sets, I have like four. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> so 
Um, but As my goal do. right now is I'm just painting Plague Marines, and after every three or four Plague Marines, I paint a character because I have like a billion Death Guard characters. Death Guard in general have a lot of characters. Mm-hmm. Like as far as like the model range goes, like quite a few of their selections are character choices. So, that especially does, like that, that, checks that out. elite slot, which again, thank you for reminding me. Like a week ago, oh yeah, has six slots now in right. the eighth edition, which I completely didn't do. Um, it's very crowded for Death Guard with all of the different things mm-hmm. not being HQ choices, but being elite. Um, and you've got good choices in there too, like Terminators and uh, yeah. Other than characters. I'm feeling like the old the old orc heavy support options here where there's just so many things that can go in right. there. Um, but yeah, that's literally all I've been up to. It's just, nice. It's painting, 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 assembling. Um, I'm really happy. Uh, I got a couple of Daredeos in finally. Um, and then what I'm going to do is like that, that Beast of Nurgle kit. Okay, one, it's $40. It's a very expensive kit. It is. But my God, I will never want for any conversion parts ever again. Yeah, I mean, you can easily build, like, different beasts of Nurgle. It's easy to get at least six different ones, I think. Yeah, like, for sure. That are totally different. And then, like, for my Derrideos, like, if I Dremel off the front, I can put a mouth on the front for the Beast of Nurgle. Oh, There's cool. three different Beast of Nurgle heads in that kit. Yep. So I have so many parts. And even for a Contemptor, I can switch the Contemptor's Power Fist to, like, a Nurgle claw coming out oh yeah that's so like i think i'm gonna have a lot of fun after this kind of just making random dreadnoughts that'd be cool out there and as we desperately wait for war of the spider to come uh which i think we're both just chomping at the bit to get i cannot wait to see war of the spider um yeah that's all we've been up to in this past times uh we're gonna take a quick break it's really early but that's fine we're gonna take can i mention one thing sure sure so i got this red dice bag let me tell you you did you did so I got this dice bag from Armored Wolf Productions. They made it for me, custom made. So I got an Iron Hands dice bag. It's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty amazing. Full leather. Um, I know. Yeah, and that my I, the Iron Hand is actually metal. Is it iron though? I mean, I assume it's ferrous, but I have not tested its magnetic qualities. <laughs> um, it's beautiful, and yeah, he makes custom dice bags local to Anchorage area oh, yeah, here, man. but travels a con circuit a lot. Um, we have uh, beautiful Mob Rules dice bags coming for us. Very excited about these. Very excited about that, um, Danny. You're just gonna you're gonna do like the orc dice management trick just using <laughs> custom handmade leather dice bags. That's right. I'm just gonna stick 50 dice in each bag <laughs> and then just... dump them out on my opponent. That's the plan. And then you're like, count them, bitch. Yeah, count it up. You, but yeah, you they're, lose. They're amazing things at Armored Wolf Productions. Yep, correct. Check them out on, on uh, I think he's on Etsy. Or he I is on, on Etsy. Etsy. Yeah. He is, yeah. Well, that was a great ad. So let's just keep going. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, call that, we call that reading copy. Um, but what do you want to move on to, Danny? We have we have so many things uh, we can talk good about. Good question, good question, John. I'm going to check my notes here. Oh, okay. Oh. oh, oh, let me just, I have something for this. Okay, cool. The worst character in Warhammer 40,000 ever. I forgot I put a large... I really forgot I put a large boom at the end of that, and that did take me by surprise. It was a shit, John. I assume that was... Just a large dump in there. And speaking, you gave me the courtesy flush, though. Speaking (laughs) of large dumps, uh, worst character, very popular new segment. We started last time. Um... This episode, we are talking about one of Danny's 
favorite worst characters. Oh my god, John, let me tell you, this I'm, guy. I'm not gonna lie, I know very little about him apart from the that's this, bullshit, the stereotypical <laughs> stuff. Well, what um, do you mean by okay? So today, so, yeah. kids, we're gonna be talking about Drago, uh, chapter master of the Grey Knights. Uh, Doesn't he have some kind of prissy title? That's a heart not tattooer, chapter, chapter master, and like Doom Harbringer. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Probably magical gypsy, <laughs> warp dust user. <laughs> but yeah, Keldar Drago. Um, yeah, oh yeah, Keldar Drago. That's right. That does. He does have a first he name. He does have a first name. He's also known as Mary Sue. Oh my um, god, personified. Personified. He suffered a little bit from the rules writer uh, genuinely being sexually attracted to him. I believe that's very, it's very possible because. If you can think about a ridiculous thing in 40K, I think Drago's done it. I mean, okay, how about this? Okay. He's so ridiculous that he showed up in the end times in Warhammer Fantasy Battle. Wait, wait, no, what? what? Yeah, dude, he totally does. No. Yeah, the very like the very last page of the book, like he helps uh, <laughs> Tyrion and Ilariel get to the new, like... Oh, my God. To the age six. He's imprisoned and like he fights and he like, I mean he doesn't say his name but it's totally Drago like so. <laughs> oh, so, so his Mary Sunis transcends game systems, John. His his power is so great that it destroyed uh, the old world. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Oh my it's god, his, so, it's his fault. So, so if only he killed Archeon. What I know about him is. He carved his name on oh, Mortarian's heart. What the worst, like second worst piece of fluff, probably right after the the Grey Knights slaughtering the Sisters of Battle and bathing in their pure blood, so that they would be untainted by the corn. Like, but surely they'd be tainted for the because because they killed a bunch of corn women? cares not where the blood flows. So he wins in the end always, doesn't so he? So they're just like, oh man, yeah, we're going to class you up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we really did a good job. Did a great job. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, uh, but yeah, what he does is he, not only does he beat up Mortarian, like he he wins against him in a fight. He also like holds him down. <laughs> Wait, what? I've Old, seen Mortarian. He's like 20 feet I, tall. And you've seen Drago. He could fit inside of Mortarian's chest. Like, literally, Drago is like the same size as Mortarian's heart, which is... Now, is this a Tom and Jerry situation? I feel like it's like, more like itchy and scratchy, to be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> Here's some confusion for me. They, they said that, like, he banished Mortarian by saying Mortarian's true name. Isn't Mortarian's true name just Mortarian? Maybe. Like, he ascended to demon primarchness, right? But that doesn't mean that he had a demon spirit possess him. So wouldn't John, his true name just be Mortarian? So it's like the easiest goddamn person to... To banish? To banish, like, all of the demon primarchs. They're just going to be like, oh, oh Angron. Angron. <laughs> you know, like, he banished... Curses. You foiled by history. <laughs> Stupid books. So, Caldor Drago, um, I think he gets a lot of hate because um, anytime that the, the Grey Knights are put in an unwinnable position and, and they have to, you know, really 
like dig deep to to save themselves in the empire or well, the they Imperium. don't have to because drago appears drago just shows up and does it for them like the right. fuck didn't you just defeat the entire army by yourself well because he's busy fighting the warp in the warp all the time that that must be it right that's gotta so, be so story-wise we're saying he is in the warp like permanently right just kind of yeah, he's like uh i think zinch cursed him where he like every every time like he goes out of the warp he ends up getting sucked back in somehow with like some kind of a curse on him. Um, so he goes in there, he travels around the warp, he goes into Nurgle's garden and Zinch's crystal maze and, you know, just, just hangs out fighting around the warp. He's basically the Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> fighting uh, around yeah, the it's warp. Like making movies, carving hearts and yeah. fighting around the warp. <laughs> You've just nailed it. I mean, can we get better than that? I don't know. I, I don't think we can get better than that. Um, what are other some notable things that Keldar Drago has, has, has achieved? As I said, my entire knowledge of him is he is a regular person or even a regular Astarte pinned down a 30-foot-tall demon Primarch and then went, wait, no, no, let me dot the I. Right, he carved his chapter master's name, who just died to Mortarian, into Mortarian's heart. Now... That being said, I know that there's something very homoerotic going on there, I feel like. I feel Mortarian almost wanted that. <laughs> it's like, you know what would feel great right now? Just My heart really itches. Yeah. Could you just open me up, like scratch it with your sword a little bit? That'd be great. Just I just imagine Mortarian continually rolling his five up. Five up. <laughs> M. Five up. Shit. Didn't hurt. I five up <laughs> it's very fluffy yeah or like the titan sword like keeps trying to write on the heart but it fails because it like heals it or sloughs up. up and like he's like he's like shaking it like a bad pen like licking the tip like, maybe and like kaldar drago over a period of four months successfully wrote his chapter master's name <laughs> on mortarian's heart whereas mortarian's is lying there the whole time just like napping <laughs> the laziest of the demon primarchs i don't know if you knew that <laughs> <laughs> you thought it was Lorgar, but no. I guess so. Technically, I guess they've kind of elaborated on this event Wouldn't and wrote a short story about it. I now I have not read said okay. said short story, but apparently I've heard that also a hundred paladins died in this battle. Yeah, because so it wasn't just Drago being like, "You killed my chapter master. I'm gonna carve his name in your heart." Did he carve all hundred names in the? I don't know. Heart? Yeah, how many? Well. He's not a custodes, so he doesn't have like a million names, but maybe he does. I don't know. Does does Mortarian, is he like the Grinch where his heart is like growing <laughs> two sizes for every kill? Maybe. I mean, he has maybe it's a fucking clock, dude. Who knows? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> now we're just, we're just transferring into worst characters in 40K ever. Mortarian. Uh, no, no, no. No, I love Mortarian. Actually, I really like all of those books. I like the books. I don't like that he spent an entire edition making fucking clocks like Siler from Heroes. And he was destroying Ultramar. I mean, fair. But like, not directly, but he was telling people to do it. <laughs> yeah. So he sat in his office making grandfather clocks. Well, and he also had to, like, coordinate the de- like demons and stuff like that. And they didn't want to do what he said. Neither did Typhus. Because they're all, like, I don't know. They're all pissed at Mortarian for being Nurgle's favorite. How, how dare he? How dare he ever? But so, yeah, Kaldar Drago. What a dick. Yeah, what a douche. I lost the board again. Dude, I'm the best. I took first place at another tournament. First off, stop with the thunder and lightning. You don't impress me. 
And second, let me check out the BCP rankings. And I don't see you on there. What? Your TO needs to download the Best Coast Pairings app and run events on it. After the event, the results are uploaded into BCP rankings, and the best part, it's easy and free. But I play multiple game systems. No big deal. The BCP app can be used for any game. A ton of events every weekend are using it, from major international tournaments to local stores. And now that it's available on Android devices, you're going to have some serious competition. There can be only one. BCP Rankings is a fun and exciting way to measure how you or your team stack up. No matter what you play, your score goes to an overall ranking. Or compete to be the best in a game, a circuit, a region, or the world. Download the app or visit www.bestcoastpairings.com for more info. Best Coast Pairings. Are you the best? Sometimes. Sometimes. Oh, no, I'm like the second best once. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's, let's jump on in. Baseless Speculation. <laughs> brought to you by Spiky Bits. Probably. It's Baseless Speculation time. <laughs> I couldn't even be fucked making like a like a, a fade after that one. It's just like a straight oh, cut off. Done. 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 Um, but yeah. Cheap perfection. Let me just cut this off before <laughs> yeah, I fuck just, it up just more. Just right there. Um, but baseless speculation, uh, it's going to be a segment leading up until ninth release where Danny and I refine I, our lists I, for ninth. I, um, so right now, Danny, what is what is your thinking uh, for list ninth wise? Uh, so mostly my list building has been con- consisting of like 90% hype, 10% actual work. So, like, I get really excited about a concept, but then I don't build a list around it. And, like, so what I did uh, and what I – the suggestion that I had was that, okay, so generally speaking, like, uh, looking at the point values, like, there's roughly an average of, like, a 20% increase in points, and that's what we're kind of looking at. So – and that's based on the two point values that we've seen. So, again, this is baseless speculation. Baseless speculation. Thank you. Brought to you You're welcome. by Spiky Bits. Right. And probably. Yeah, no fade done. out whatsoever. Just done. <laughs> the perfect length of clip. Right. Uh, um, so a 20% increase uh, in- means that if you want to keep the same kind of points that you're playing with now, you can build the list for a 2,000 point army that's 1,600 points instead. Right. And that should roughly be equivalent. Um. So... Uh, I am building an Iron Hands list, and John is building a Death Guard list. Yes. And we are going to throw them at each other. Yep. Um, and mash them and make gun noises. I think the plan is we're going to throw them at each other on, in 8th edition. Correct. And then we're going to throw them at each other again in ninth edition. Correct. Correct. That is the plan. So that is the plan. We're making 1,600-point 8th edition lists, Yep. which should equate to 2,000-point two, 9th edition lists. Right. Um, so... Which is great. I think this will be really fun. I'm really excited about this. Um, so uh, the list that I came up with, I came up with an Iron Hands list that I wanted to try that's kind of not uh, super cookie cutter and awful to play against. Um, so I'm going to run, uh, let's see here. So I've got uh, just a battalion. Uh, as the new army composition rules, we don't know everything yet, so we decided to kind of stick with just a battalion. That's correct. Yep. Right? Yep. Okay, yep, cool. yep. Um, so, uh, my battalion consists of, I've got a, I've got a chapter master character, uh, in Gravis armor that I'm looking forward to trying him out. He seems like he'll be fun. Uh, then I also have Ferios. Uh, then I have a Primaris apothecary who will be my warlord. 
um, and I'll be doing the Master Apothecary, all that stuff. For sure, for sure. Because that'll be good. Because um, why would I want to play Death Guard without having also a five up feeling the pain? That that's that's like fair. Garbage. Like anything you can do, I can do better. <laughs> is kind of really where you're at with that. <laughs> Fucking show you, you piece bitch. of shit. <laughs> uh, and then for troops, I have uh, two units of five intercessors, um, and I'm just gonna run. I'm just gonna rock normal uh, bolt rifles on them. Uh, actually, no, I'm gonna have one unit with stalker bolt rifles, one unit with regular bolt rifles. That's fair. And then I have an eight man unit with bolt rifles and a thunder hammer. Um, and then I have uh, two units of five Inceptors that I'm going to play with. That'll be a weird choice, but those will be fun, I think. And extremely tough with the five-up Feel No Pain from the Apothecary and the five-up Invulnerable save from Ferios. So they're like a bunch of three-wound models that are pretty tough to kill, and they can fly out of combat, and they can shoot you and then charge you and maybe do some mortal wounds, that kind of stuff. Hopefully. And then for heavy support, I have a Repulsor Executioner. Just one. Just one Repulsor just, Executioner. Yeah. Uh, Those things get expensive when you have 20%. Holy shit. Yeah, dude. They take, that takes up a lot of my points. Almost a quarter of my points is in one repulsor executioner. But, but with blast. Mm. Yeah. Worthwhile. We'll see. That, that could be really cool. Um, if the plasma cannon becomes a blast weapon, oh. that might actually change the balance of power there. They might become pretty darn good with, bla- yeah. with plasma cannons. And then I have two impulsors with sky talent arrays and two two storm bolters nice um i have just obviously one death guard battalion mm-hmm. um i was saving a bunch of my points for summoning as trying to get around a lot of the detachment taxes sure that things. makes sense but no not so much uh so i have a chaos lord with a bail sword and a plasma pistol okay um, as i have that model and that model is amazing model's fucking dope yeah um and then a malignant plague caster oh yeah uh, i have a unit of seven plague marines okay uh with two blight launchers Nice. Um, I have a unit of five Plague Marines with two Blight Launchers. Okay. Uh, and I have two units of ten Pox Walkers. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. I've been going back and forth in those, but at the same time, I don't want to... I don't want to... Looking at what they've said about Ninth Edition so far, and we'll kind of go into this a little later on, I don't want my Plague Marines actioning. Yeah. Um, and kind of sitting in the backfield. So I feel Pox Walkers really have a place of just, oh, no, I lost my shooting. Eh. Big deal. So I have two units of Pox Walkers. There's minimum 10-man squads. Sure. Um, to hide in ruins, hide in objectives, do do the action, things on like that. I have three uh, Foul Blight Spawns. Ooh, brutal. Those um, guys are going to be nasty. Those guys are going to be nasty. Um, I have two Foded Blight Drones, um, three Mythetic Blight Haulers, one Plague Burst Crawler, nice. and two Rhinos. Ooh, spicy. I like it. Yeah, so I, I took like the Rhinos. I, I took my summoning out to put Rhinos in. Okay. Um, because especially with the rules coming out for, for Blast and some of the other stuff, I think transports are going to have a huge role to play Sure, uh, coming forward here. So the idea is just everyone deploys in a transport. Um, yeah. Because all the foul blight spawns take one one spot um, mm-hmm. in, in the tank. So like they'll everyone will fit apart from the pox walkers in the tanks, uh, which will guard me a little bit turn one if I don't go first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll, we'll see how that goes. If that doesn't work, I'm just going to drop the rhinos out, and then I'll have points for summoning. Nice. Uh, is kind of where where I see that going there. That sounds rad, man. I like this. I like this plan. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Just 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 metal boxes going going up the field. Yeah. That's 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 what they do. Um, but moving on from baseless speculation, uh, we should probably talk about a ninth edition a little bit. Sure. Yeah, we can uh, do and that. All the stuff that's going on here. Uh, so <clears throat> I got you something. Okay. Ninth watch with the eagle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, this this goes on for four minutes. I figured just like background music oh, for this cool. here. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is also a stellar sea eagle. Um, we uh, to to please Seth of the Dangly Boys, an actual wild bird veterinarian who kept pointing out that our uh, eagle sound was not an eagle. It's actually red tail. It was actually so. a red tail. Yeah. So uh, that I found an actual eagle sound. Eagles sound really dumb. Yeah, they're uh, pretty. They're, they're, they're pretty lame. They're not good. Uh, but yeah, Ninth Watch. There has been a ton of information come out about the new edition of 40K. I'm so um, excited. Tell, tell us a little bit about it, because it's Ninth Watch with Danny. <laughs> okay, so uh, this week in Ninth Watch, uh, we've learned uh, some of the... Uh, uh, we've learned some of the detachment rules, kind of in how you construct your army, actually, yeah. um, and how command points work. So let's talk about that stuff. Yeah, and yeah. then we'll talk about the blast rolls that, that yeah and so anyway um oh and tanks gotta talk about tanks too that's true so, true. so we have three topics so first topic uh let's talk about army construction yeah. so it looks like uh when you build your army you if you are a battle forged army and you take a patrol a battalion or a uh, uh a brigade if you take those detachments you will get refunded your, the command points that you normally would have to spend on them um, if your warlord is a part of them. So, uh, and this being, of course, like opposite day in ninth edition. So, like, instead of your detachments giving you command points, your detachments cost command points in order to get more slots. Which I actually really enjoy. I think it's a good turnaround. I think they did a good job. Because, like, what we've been seeing is, like, the three three detachment, like, lists that are coming out with eighth now. It's usually double battalion. Uh, at so least. Get, uh, at least. least. So you can get your command points. Yeah. And so this moving away is really opening up how list building works. So if you want to get a spearhead, that's fine. That's your free detachment. And so you still have your, your 12 command points is, is what we're working at at 2K. Um, but I really like that change. Uh, yeah. It, it encourages more diverse list building rather than just, uh, where's my command point battery? Where's right. I've got to take these troops yeah, to, yeah. Hold this, to hold the objective yeah, yeah. in my backfield. And if I don't. That I don't get any command points, so my cool units can't do their thing. Now your cool units are going to get to do your thing, regardless of what you take. Now, that being said, of course, like there's the concern, well, what the heck are troops good for? So, and I guess we'll have to find out a little bit more about how the, the fabled actions work um, and whether or not people can take those or not uh, in order to uh, like kind of make their troops a little bit more useful, right? So I think, yeah, my concern with that is the action, if it works like engineers does in ITC... Um, that just puts a giant target on troops. For sure. Um, so, and again, I think a lot of what we've seen for Ninth so far hinges on terrain rules. A- absolutely. absolutely. how terrain is going to work. we don't know that much about the terrain rules. Because when I've, like, we've just talked about my list for Ninth so far that I'm planning on running, mm-hmm. two squads of Poxwalkers in what we've seen so far are not going to survive super long. No. Um, unless they're, they're, there's some help. And if you have... You stick them in a rhino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's sorry. It's a good, it's seventy-five point transport for a fifty-point unit. There's, there's worse things that have happened. Um, but yeah, if if I was uh, playing against my list and I was a clever opponent, the first thing I'm going to knock out is those poxwalkers. So maybe. Oh, so so think about this a little bit, and this is something that I've been confi- okay, okay. Well, for our listeners, then, um, since John is refusing to listen. Um, you have to give your opponent a choice. Either they can remove your ability to score or they can remove your threats. So if they want to remove your ability to score, then you should be able to wreck them like in the attrition war. Sure. 
if they're able to do both, then you're boned. Like that's it. Sorry, guy, you're, you're done. But like, if you can, if if they if they decide not to remove your threats, you can win the mission then on hopefully by killing them, and you can use that to your advantage. Sure, and, and I keep guess them from scoring as well. Thinking about it, just kind of from for my list there, like if you're shooting at two squads of Poxwalkers instead of the 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 flamers, yeah, and the the blight haulers and yep. everything else, then something's fucked up there. Exactly. But what I really enjoy about this is it's a whole new level of tactics for oh, the yeah, game for that sure. we're not talking about. Like, uh, Engineer suffers because in the 8th edition meta, it's just mm-hmm. kind of like um, points and delete, right? So it was like, oh, right. this is my engineer. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to kill that one. And I'm like, oh, but it's in cover. Okay, cool. Well, I'm going to Thunderfire kind of that one. Or I'm going to, you know. Right, right. So, like, if I can't see it, I can still get to it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's going to be really interesting to see. And I, I just, I can't believe we're coming into this new edition where so much hinges for me personally, on on how terrain works, it's a very important part of the game. It's the some third might army. even play. It's, a, it's some might even say it's the third player. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <coughs> and a harsh mistress it is. It is. It's a very very harsh. Mistress. So army construction turned on its head, and we're now like the opposite world of what we're looking at. Yeah, we're one th- detachment. If you're building for one detachment right now, they say you're going to be doing pretty looking pretty fly. Pretty good. Uh, so, so, so what else has come out here? We have our one detachment. We've seen how command points works. The command phase is, yeah, a, is a new, new phase well. borrowed from Age of Sigmar. You know Thank you. I phase. totally forgot about the command phase. Um, it's gonna, there's going to be some stratagems that only work in the command phase. Thankfully, not all command points Correct. will work in the command phase. I'd be really annoyed if I had to decide if I wanted to Veterans of a Long War right, something right, at right. the start of a turn. Dude, that would be terrible. Because if I failed my charge, oh, I just wasted a command point. Yep. Um, but also, if your army is Battleforged, you're going to get an extra command point at the start of every turn as well. Which, for things like, for a Chaos player, Noise Marines. Um, oh, the music ended. We talked far too much about this. That's okay. I don't. I really don't think so, John. Ninth Watch oh. with the Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds so. He sounds like he's choking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was better than the Bald Eagle noise, though. That, that was. Lot. The Bald Eagle noise. Terrible. Um, but yeah, noise marines. Uh, one command point a turn means I can make them plus one strength every turn. Yep, like that. So many options are added there. And uh, world eaters plus one command point. Oh, guess I'm just like six inch consolidating right. every turn. Exactly. So there's so many things now that like you would have to manage your command points for uh, that you no longer have to because it Dude. seems to be especially with like everything being more points. We're building around kind of one specific gimmick per list. Whereas right now Correct. you have like two to three gimmicks that you can run. Well, in case one gets neutralized, right. you'll have some backups. This is just solo one gimmick. Well, because points are increased, so your like your bag of tricks is effectively smaller as far as your army composition goes, right? So yeah. But then you're going to have more command points in general to spend on that trick that you want to do. So they have said there's going to be a bunch more universal stratagems coming as well. What, do you, what do you think they're going to be? Ooh, so we got a preview of the one uh, where people fall back if they're in your engagement range for every model in engagement range, uh, you roll a dice and on a six they take a mortal wound. Uh, that one doesn't seem particularly good, um, but I'll have to see what the rules for falling back are. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another big thing that I want to see. Is, is the falling back, you think there's going to be some uh, negative modifier? I, I really hope so, um, but we'll have to see if there's additional stratagems that relate to that uh, or, or other things, but... Again, that we'll just have to kind of wait and see there. Um, uh, but with now tanks, 
uh, having the ability. Yeah, Tank Hammer 40K. Yeah, so get ready for this, guys. So tanks being able to shoot into combat uh, is going to be a big deal. Um, I really think that tanks with flamer weapons are going to be real good. It feels like I don't know. Maybe that won't. Maybe that won't bear weight. Like, but it seems like that's going to be very powerful. So what I really enjoy about it is, um, for example, if you are charging a tank and wrapping a tank. Yep. If you are the player who's who's controlling the tank, declaring all your shots at the start, you better kill that entire unit wrapping you, or you otherwise you're wasting your shot. Correct. So, like, if you were, like, my, my side sponsors are shooting the squad, but my battle cannon is shooting this target way over there. If there's, like, one guy left, right, wasted shooting. Yep. Which I think is going to be, there's going to be a lot of tough chaff units going into tanks. Because you yeah. don't take morale until the end of the turn, and you only need one of them to survive. Correct. To block the to, shooting. To block the shooting completely, which I think is going to be, like, a really big thing. Um, it does feel sort of, we're going back to second edition style Hero Hammer, though. With, with small well, squads, small tables. We'll see. Uh, oh, yeah, the table size officially going table down. Table size to, is officially uh, going down. F- five foot by, or f- uh, what is it, 60 inches by 44 inches? Yep, and and we're going to be selling the uh, Malt Rules Exacto knife. Correct. Coming up here, and then also the Just Malt Rules Sharpie. sticker with, anyway, yeah. <laughs> Tell the costs. <laughs> <laughs> the highest quality plastic. Ex- never seen knife. it. You've never seen. You've never seen a scalpel that cuts this smoothly before. <laughs> or maybe you have. Fuck you. Maybe I don't you know have. what knives you've seen. I don't know. Do you do a lot of brisses? Who knows? Are you a moil? I don't know, man. Uh, but this scalpel. Let me tell you. Can I just say how ridiculous it is? <laughs> like. One guy on the Com 40K cut site cut his mat to the new size. I know Fred. And I love Fred. Everyone lost their goddamn mind. Dude, it's unbelievable. And I'm like, the guy took his personal property and cut it up. Yeah, like, what, what the fuck is wrong with you? If he wants to do that, he's got all the right in the world to do that. I just want to take, now, like, I know I can't afford to do it, but, like, just take a Beast of Nurkle model and just sit there with a hammer and just fucking <laughs> smash it. Oh, man, you would get so much hate. You'd be like the Dark Elf guy that burned his <laughs> army. Uh, um, <laughs> but mine would be ironic, hopefully. Well, yeah, but then like other like same people go in there and they're like, like Peter, for instance, the Falcon is <laughs> yeah. like, you guys, like they announced that this was going to be a change. Like all the major tournaments are switching to this size. So get fucking ready. Yeah. So I don't know what we're doing locally, but I know all the big tournaments are going down to this new table size because that's what the game is designed for. That poor guy's going to have another stat to track of table, table size. size. He is. He says he's already got it in the database. Yeah. So, <laughs> so many cool. statistics. Cool, yeah. Just keep on adding them in yeah, there. Dude. Yeah, yeah. It's just another thing. Earn that paycheck, Falcon. That, that's, wait, wait, which paycheck? Ooh, <sighs> good thing he's got a lot of time on his hands. Uh, so, uh, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, vehicle shooting Ninth into combat. Ba bam. Yeah, vehicle shooting into combat. So, tanks with flamers, yep. I think, are big winners. Uh, you, if you're gonna shoot heavy weapons into combat, you're a minus one to hit. So if you have a tank with assault or rapid fire weapons, I think those are really good. Sure, um, like a repulsor executioner, for instance, has many weapons that guns are guns in general. Weapons. It just has a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else? Say when I play one of my opponents, he was like, "I'm gonna shoot all the strength four guns," and I'm like, "What are those?" He's like, "The strength four guns," and I'm like, "List them." And there was like 15. I'm like, "Okay, just shoot Never the mind. strength four guns, Jesus whatever." Christ, Fuck, I thought I cares. was done with this shit. All right. Um, <laughs> But you also cannot shoot blast weapons into combat, which is an important thing. So so if they have a tank that's locked in combat, like your Lehman Russ example, for instance, they can't even shoot the battle cannon at all if, as long as they're locked. So 
that's kind of a semi-balance to like blast weapons, and we'll go over blast weapons in a moment, uh, being so powerful. Super um, powerful. Very, very Let's powerful. Let's discuss um, a very popular new word that has been misused in Horde. Horde. Yeah, misused. <laughs> blast weapons are very effective against hordes, uh, right. which apparently uh, social distancing in the 41st millennium Includes hordes. Eleven dudes is a because horde. eleven dudes is a horde. Uh, so I'm assuming they're six feet apart at all times. Oh, of course. So that that takes up the same space as a horde, right? An actual horde of people. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't know. I don't know if that was a great choice. Uh, that will we'll have to see. Like I don't want to make a hard like initially. Like I see the blast rules, and the blast rules are this: um, if you have a weapon and it has variable shots, keep in mind there is 174 different weapons that will be updated with the blast characteristic. Um, if you shoot at a unit that has six to 10 models, you will do a minimum of three shots against them. Right. So the, and basically anything that has random shots, but also doesn't auto hit is most likely going to be a blast weapon, but we don't have a list of everything, but we have a pretty good idea. Right. So sorry, guardsmen. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Sorry, guardsmen. And grunts. Um, and yeah. And grunts. And boys. And boys. Uh, and Gaunts. And Gaunts. Yep. And Gene Steelers. Yep. Sorry, Tyranids. Yeah, sorry, Tyranids. Uh, also, Sisters of Battle. But anyway, <laughs> so uh, if you have uh, 11 or more models, then the blast weapon automatically fires the maximum number of shots. So we have to see exactly how this is kind of worded because right now any weapon that's a D3 shot weapon, um, when you shoot at a squad between 6 and 10 models... Is it getting three hits per dice rolled? Like if it's mul- like a Thunderfire cannon, for right. instance, right? Which is 4d3 shots. Is it getting 12 shots against anything with more than five models? I think. Or is it getting a minimum of three shots total? Or it just depends on how this ends up being worded and how it ends up being FAQ'd. So we'll I think have to almost see. the Thunderfire cannon profile changes. I mean, that'd be fine. I don't care. Like the Thunderfire cannon should be pointed into oblivion anyway, because they, they should, they should be trying to get rid of the, uh, uh, the mini Marine stuff. Like for real, just fucking get rid of it. Like have a, if you want to, if you want one, make a Primaris one, make it really fucking good. Make it underpointed, whatever. That's fine. Just make it into Primaris. Oh, that reminds me. We're going to have a segment within a segment at this point here. Cause I made another sound thingy. Uh Oh, I blow a hole in you with my corrections and omissions. So last episode we got really hyped about a new model. Oh yeah, sorry guys. Um, then the data sheet that quote unquote leaked, and we attacked it with a spiky bit style ferocity. We did. We reported um, on it erroneously. And we reported on it erroneously. That is is made up. Um, it was a, a faked data we, sheet. We which took we took the bait. We took the bait hard, and then we found out about it like right after we recorded. And I'm not going to fucking edit. So, <laughs> rather than edit out a segment where we're wrong, uh, I spent yeah. I spent way too much time <laughs> making a corrections and omissions sound bumper. No, but now we can use this forever. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's no, in the this bank. is this is. Let me tell you, this is not the last mistake we will I'm ever sure. ever make. What? I don't know, man. We're pretty. We're we're pretty on the ball with this yeah. stuff here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, the the. Judicator, uh, Judicator, yeah. Judicator does not have uh, 
keywords against mini marines or legacy marines or however the fuck it was worded but good, oh yeah good, firstborn good, units good troll uh, that was that Man, was it got me 10 out of 10 fucking nailed 10 me. out of 10 yeah you you got me and, and that was corrections and omissions i blow a hole in you with my corrections and omissions ninth watch with the eagle <laughs> all right back to it it's like a it's like a mad chicken it is. It's a very it's a, so the stellar sea eagle, Danny's preferred eagle, uh, by by your your own admission. It is my favorite bird, actually, of all birds. It is a twenty five pound eagle that looks like it was designed by the same people who drew Chippendale and thought they were chipmunks. Oh, fair. It's yeah. very comical looking. It's a um, big fucking bird, man. Big fucking bird. Very little sounds of it available on YouTube no, for, for I'm me sure to there's not. for me to grab. You're um, welcome for that. Let me find some more obscure animals for you to try and like get some sounds of, John. As as Seth from the Dangly Boys will will let us know, that is actually a juvenile stellar sea eagle because oh, okay. the rest of them had a lot of background noise, and I didn't want to kind of cut around the. Oh, look at that! <laughs> fair, fair. Um, <laughs> you're so welcome. It is also the heaviest eagle. It is. It is. It is a huge bird. It's twenty five pounds, and it's ju- and much like myself, as I pointed out in our chat, it is known for attacking and consuming baby seals. <laughs> I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you're not a seal clubber. You're just a stellar sea eagle. That's right. I'm just oh. doing eagle things. Oh shit! That's a shirt I gotta make now. <laughs> just hashtag just eagle just, things. Just eagle things. It's okay, dude. Just throw it on the ground. That's fine. Yeah. I didn't like it anyway. I'm just going to kick over the the beautiful custom dice bag from... um, Armored Wolf Productions. Armored Wolf Productions available on Etsy. Um, (laughs) Use the code MOBRULES to confuse him because that's not a code. (laughs) Uh, Uh, But very excited about terrain rules. And I think next episode, we're going to go super in-depth about terrain. For uh, sure. Because it's going to be a very important part of the game. Huge, huge, huge part of the game. Third player, in fact. <laughs> oh <my. laughs> uh. We're gonna we're gonna go take a quick break, and we're gonna be uh, right back with uh, some eighth edition memories. The world has changed. I feel it in the water. I feel it in the earth. I smell it in the air. Much that once was is lost for none now live who remember it it began with the writing of the great edition three codexes were given to the eldar immortal wisest and fairest of all beings seven to the xenos great guns and claws and nine nine codexes were gifted to the race of men who above all else desire power For within these codexes was bound the strength and will to govern each race. But they were all of them deceived. For another codex was made in the land of Nottingham, in the fires of Warhammer World, the Dark Lord Foley forged in secret a set of supplements to control all others. And into these supplements he poured his cruelty, his malice, and his will to dominate all life. One faction. To rule them all. This should do. Oh, and we're back. And we're back. And we're back. Um, so, 
Uh, we're we're running a, a thing right now. It's called Eighth Edition Memories. Hell yeah! Um, where we're asking our friends and other people for, from the community to let us know their favorite Eighth Edition memory, um, and then we're going to share them with you. Uh, so let me just hit this here real quick because it's important to set the scene. Uh, so this is the, the first one we received here. Hi, my name's Ennis from Everyone Else's Podcast. And my favourite memory from 8th edition has been the explosive growth of the online community and particularly how easy it's been to wind up that online community. <laughs> Whether it was my game in White Dwarf generating a massive amount of controversy on Daka Daka or the survey that determined the worst in the game which managed to get everybody arguing. It's really been the best time for memes, the community and just online talking about 4 in general. It's really been the best. There was nothing like this in previous editions. Wonderful. Man, man, fantastic, fantastic, and all true, all all true. Yeah, the the ability to wind people up, just just super good, exponentially great because of the additional people. That that's true. All of the extra people. All right, let's let's see what else do we have here. Okay, my favorite eighth edition memory is uh, about two years ago at a tournament playing against Ultramarines and having a Knight Valiant walk up the board and managed to catch Gulliman with the harpoon, not only putting him down in one shot with the harpoon, but then the re-roll for him to get up, failing after both the initial roll and a command point re-roll, thus winning the game. Get pooned, Gilliman. Fucking pooned out his ass. Fucking pooned, yeah, yeah that, that was a local TO, Matt Goodman. Hell yeah. Um, oh, yeah, this one. Okay. My favorite eighth edition memory is uh, this one's difficult because they have. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I that's what I get for that. Okay. Right, my favorite my eighth edition memory this. is uh, this one's difficult because they have so many good ones. <laughs> I would guess it would be when I was at Gettysburg and I went hiking up to Little Round Top, <laughs> and for some reason, it was just covered in black snakes. And they have these warning signs up, too. And I look down between these rocks, and I'm thinking about the Union soldiers fighting <laughs> against Confederates, and it's just crawling with black snakes. It was awful. You couldn't even see the ground. God. Robert I hope E. Lo- Lee. <laughs> he got his ass whooped for good reason. But, God, I hope they didn't have to fight with those snakes, too. Uh, that... That would have to be it. <laughs> oh my god, that was amazing. Yeah, that was Joe. That also wasn't an 8th edition memory. No, but it was. That was, in fact, uh, the Civil War. <laughs> Close enough. Close enough. Close we'll enough. Ta- we'll take it. We my need content. Edition mem- okay. We need to- yeah, good. It filled up a minute. Here we go. Uh, do I keep going? All right, yeah, cool. I have to actually say what the memory is. Oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> All right, so in the snap decision spur of the moment, I've decided it was... So me and my buddy Aaron are going to a team tournament, and we are not good at the game yet. We're actually quite terrible. Uh, but, yeah, just, just, just fucking awful, dude. But there's a certain player there, and that player is famous for just genuinely just being a piece of shit. Just being a complete piece of shit asshole who everyone hates. Uh, yeah, every single, per- every single person who's ever come into contact with him fucking hates him. Matt, he's not sitting over there right now. But our buddy Matt was there. He was, a, he was his unwitting and unfortunate partner. So, okay. Anyway, we go, we go, we go to the... 
Hell yeah, dude. We go to the table. Yeah. It's 30 minutes of fucking setting the board up because I swear to God, this dude just, all right, so we're gonna set it like this. Well, no, I'm gonna change this model. Well, no, I'm gonna change this model. Well, I'm gonna move this model. Well, I'm gonna move this model. So we proceed to have the worst game I've ever had in my entire life. Just awful, just genuinely the least fun I've ever had doing anything. And I was in the military for like a number of years. <laughs> just awful. So we're getting completely obliterated. The entire goal of the game is to take a relic from your deployment zone to the opponent's deployment zone. It's the last round of the game, we have one model left. That one model is a guard commander and he moves, advances for five inches, grabs the relic and in the shooting phase, move, move, moves himself behind a wall onto the objective and we win. The feeling of winning that game after two and a half hours of pure, genuine, deep suffering has just unleashed the, just the levels of ecstasy that I felt cannot be recreated by the human mind or soul. I was free. I was free that day. In that moment, I knew freedom. I knew ultimate power. And then I named him. And that was it. It was fucking awesome. Man. Man. Taylor's got some rage issues. Yeah, well, it's a good guy, though. We love him. Good guy. Uh, speaking about uh, people Taylor knows. My favorite... 8th edition memory is mourning the loss of all the weekends of every year that this has been happening. My second favorite is getting engaged during one of the tournaments, not physically at one of the tournaments, thank God, but close enough. I was there for that. Yeah, there was a camping trip after a tournament. That's, that's Taylor's fiance. Yep. <laughs> who, who, for some reason, remains. Uh, yeah, nobody knows. Fuck, I think that's for our wives, too, though, yeah. <laughs> to thank, be fair. Thank Christ for oh, that. Man, let, let's keep the good times coming. It was back I, did, I, didn't oh. I, didn't, I didn't play My favorite 8th oh, edition memory was my first experience playing in Yanari. When I uh, was playing with Taylor Strong. over at MJ's. And I realized... That those fu stupid fucking boats could both shoot in the psychic phase and smite in the shooting phase. And so I tore my Thousand Sons Codex in half. <laughs> yeah. in he did front that. Of everyone. Yeah, I forgot about that. I saw that him do that. You did do that. <laughs> it's intense. Yeah. That happened. That, that, was that happened. Like, he literally ripped his Codex in half because he got frustrated. <laughs> Man, our team has some really... Some, some rage issues, definitely yeah. Definitely has no rage issues. So, so the, these are, uh, by the way, our teammates in FS Pro mm -hmm. uh, who... Oh, who, also, also in us. Oh, also in us. Yep. Yeah, also in us. Um, yeah, the one you can understand because of the Scottish accent. Not FS Pro. No. Uh, FS Amateur, maybe. Maybe Amateur Plus. If he works on it, maybe we'll love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, and then, oh, we, we have some more here. Let me just... Oh. <clears throat> got to make sure we have the music going. It's really good music. It's really good music. It's very touching. My favorite 8th edition memory would be the time I played Kevin. This oh. piece of and shit right here. Last turn of the game. He gets two? He's up a point. And I'm looking at the board. I'm going to lose, right? In order to win, I'm going to have to, on my turn, somehow get him off an objective and get a headhunter point. And this looks real bad, but he charges up his jump captain with a thunder hammer storm shield into my knight chitin in order to try winning more against me. And as he does this, 
I start getting a little excited, but I don't show it. He rolls his dice. The chitin goes down. And I tell him, I'm going to explode. I'm going to kill your captain, and I'm going to kill the two dudes holding this objective. And he says, of course, that's bullshit. That's not going to happen. And I roll a six, and then some more sixes. And his models are removed from the board. And then I look at the board and go, oh, hey. <laughs> oh, hey. My phone locked. <laughs> really touched the moment here, John. Yeah, it's, this is what I did. Somehow get him off an objective and get a headhunter. Here we go. Pick. We're going we're gonna to a little bit back here. Give Joe his and full glory. This looks real bad. But he charges up. He does have this annoying habit of calling his dice rolls. It's annoying as shit. In order to try winning more against me. And as he does this, I start getting a little excited, but I don't show it. He rolls his dice. The chitin goes down. And I tell him, I'm going to explode. I'm going to kill your captain, and I'm going to kill the two dudes holding this objective. And he says, of course, that's bullshit. That's not going to happen. And I roll a six. Music for Kevin And then some Kevin. more sixes. And his models are removed from the board. And then I look at the board and go, oh, hey, that's a character that died. So that's one point. And you aren't holding this objective anymore. So I'll hold more this round. And that's another point. Good game, buddy. That was a really good game of eighth edition. Ah, man. You have an annoying habit of calling dice rolls. Yeah, that, that's me calling Joe out and doing that. You just do it all the time and everyone thinks you're a tactical genius. It's exactly what it is. It's just like, say, if you were a union general and you were going to make Georgia howl, you don't have to make Georgia howl the entire time. You just do it like twice and people think you're doing it nonstop. That's the trick. And uh, then it became the Civil War again. Yeah, because I, I cut him off at that point there. I literally did edit that. I'm sure there would be like 10 minutes of fucking... Civil War um, talk. Th this did turn away from, by the way, from 8th edition memories to something else at this point when people heard Joe's story. Oh, okay. Man, that Blacksnake story well, is really good. All right. So my favorite time that I soul crushed Kevin, because we're doing that now. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it, was the, it was the day of the Grand Ursa Tournament. Some, like, 35 players, but the only two that mattered were me and him. We stepped into the ring, Death Watch versus Harlequins. I knew, and this was po this was post Marine launch, and that didn't matter because he was playing Death Watch. But I knew that the only Sick way part. I was gonna win Couldn't this know. game is if I just memed. I just had to meme really, really, really hard. He is the living meme. So, which, he uh, is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, thank you. So yeah. I look him in the eyes and That's I say, true. "We're not gonna interact with this game at all. I'm gonna put my entire army in this building, and then I'm gonna dance. I'm just gonna dance four rounds, then I'm gonna win." <laughs> And then he looked at me, and he said, that's cool. And that was it. And then, I, I know it's going to be a surprise, but I did exactly that. <laughs> I won that game 20 to 13. He did. Skips entire yeah. fucking army in a building. Not only, not only a tactically perfect game, <laughs> but an incredibly high-scoring game as well. <laughs> to assert not only my dominance, but my team's dominance. And then we join the same team. Yeah. So, so yeah, you just kind of fucked over your own teammate. Nice job, nice, Taylor. nice job. Yeah, it's but, actually, but like really I said, fantastic. Uh, the last one here took a turn. My favorite favorite eighth edition memory was playing against Kevin with his Death Watch when he turned his into a fuck captain Kevin with party. a Thunderhammer, Stormshield, and a yeah. jump pack. 
charged up into my knight gallant, swung into me, and failed to kill me. At which point he declares, it's okay, he'll be fine, he's got a storm shield. And then I went, that's cool. And I spent one CP for death grip. And I gave him the big squeeze until that knight, that uh, captain died. One mortal wound at a time. One on D3. One on D3. Five (laughs) times until the captain died and the light left his eye. He surrendered after that. (laughs) That was my favorite 8th edition memory. Man, this music isn't going anywhere. Uh, so if you have your favorite 8th edition memory, send it on in. Yes, we'll, we seriously. We will probably play it just to hear right. it, to be honest I mean, with you. you've heard these stories. You've None heard these stories. Um, Danny's collecting more this weekend as he goes up to uh, the Tim Vitational. That's right. Uh, a very exclusive get-together uh, in a, a secret remote location. It's a team bonding ex- experience. Team bonding experience. Yep, we're all going to get close. And I mean, when I say close... I mean, you mean close. very close. We we have told uh, Tim that we're impossible to hump, uh, and he is challenging us on that. That's true. Uh, and I'm not going because I go to work, but uh, I'm very excited for that. I'm rooming with about a thousand pounds of other men. I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have practice from Charity Hammer. Uh, true. So, so oh, that, thank you. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, I have this I want to play. I don't have anything to really segment-wise to do it, but I guess we can um, talk about games so it works. Like before we had Dave games. Seems weird to do now. Sure. Uh, so we're adjusting it to mob games. Ooh, I like um, it. Where we're not necessarily playing a game right now, but let's talk about the Tim Invitational a little okay. bit. Okay, yeah, sure. Let's, yeah, talk, let's, about let's talk about it. Classic. <laughs> It's a, a remix to Mob Games. Dude, <laughs> when that beat fart drops, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a large fart drop. When it ass, when that ass drops. It, it's terrible. But yeah, uh, the Invitational is Alaska's actually first tournament in like four months or something crazy like it that. It is, yeah. Um, happening at a remote location, secure away from taxation. Correct. Because um, that's theft. <laughs> that is theft. Uh, <laughs> uh, run by one of our teammates uh, and general good guy, Tim Tim Hubster. 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 Um, sure. Danny, you're, you're heading up to, to face the best of the best in Alaska. I am. And also Eric Rickards. Right. Tell me about kind of what the weekend is going to entail for you. So day one, uh, I'm driving up in a bus. It's a party bus. We have a 15 man bus that we rent. Wait, did you guys literally rent a bus? Yeah, that's amazing. So it's going to be me, Joe, Wallace, and Robin. We're all going up together. So four people on this 15. <laughs> <bus>. <laughs> Who's so we're going to have plenty of room. I assume Robin's. I'm not driving. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> I'm not driving anywhere, man. Believe me, I will not be able to. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so we're driving up on Friday afternoon. Uh, we're going to get there Friday evening because it's about a five-hour drive. Sure. Uh, and then uh, once we get there, uh, we'll probably do some light night drinking. Um, and then maybe play some games yep. and then go to bed. And then the next day, it's going to be on. It's, it's on, it's on, it's on, it's on. Satim day. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be brutal, man. There's going to be drinking and also games and also non-40K related games. I assume there will be some uh, 
What's the game? Cornhole? Twister. The, oh, yeah. Don't forget Naked Twister. <laughs> That's, hold on. I'm going to That's choose. a surprise. I'm bringing that in a I'm in going a to black choose bag. to forget that. And that's going to be very important Believe me, to the remember. pictures I send you, we'll never be able to forget that. That's, yeah. Even with your sad trombone sound. Especially yeah. with my sad trombone sound. <laughs> Um, but we have some challenge matches that are going to go on. Uh, I don't know if we're going to do like a traditional actual like RTT, like wherein people are playing winners and winners play winners. So right. like not Swiss bearing. I think we're going to just do maybe some challenge brackets or whatever. And then the person with the most points wins. I don't really know. We might just go regular ITC like standard tournament. So what are you bringing but, with you? Are you going to bring your sisters? <sighs> You do have room it's on the bus because there's question. there's room I think for I'm eleven bring more like people. Four armies. I don't know. I think I'm gonna. So the idea is, I think we're gonna play memeless. So I have this weird like inceptor list that I want to play with. That's imperial fists. And so the whole point, the whole way that this works, right, is I'm gonna play uh, Indominus Crusaders as my main battalion detachment, and I'm gonna take eighteen inceptors with assault bolters as imperial fists. Oh, right, Jesus. Yeah. So they ignore cover. Mm-hmm. When they come down, uh, they'll be in tactical doctrine. So I'll be getting uh, minus two AP on all their bolter shots. Any sixes that I rolled a hit count as an extra hit, right? Right. Okay. So my warlord is a jump captain um, who will come down with the inceptors, and he has the gray shields uh, field commander trait. And what this does is it gives uh, another chapter tactic for one turn to all of my Indominus veteran units within six, including the inceptors. So my my plan is to give them the Crimson Fists chapter tactic as well. Yeah, so you're like, okay, well, Danny, what the fuck does that do? Yeah, yeah, right. So that gives you a plus one to hit if they have five if they have five uh, five more models than you in their squad. But it also gives oh, so you so they're a horde, right? A horde. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. It is actually eleven plus models, right? Yes. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but it also gives you uh, uh, sixes to hit do an extra hit with bolters right yeah so that turns all my bolters and my assault bolters into tesla bolters um that's pretty gross then on one squad (laughs) i can give them bolter drill which further increases that to sixes do an extra hit so one of the squad will be doing like four hits or three hits or four hits total on every sixth hit and so, <laughs> and I can give them tank hunters in addition so that they can get a uh, plus one to wound against vehicles so oh. they can wound like all the tanks on fours or whatever. And I'm just going to blow away some tanks with oh. assault bolters. That sounds really gross. It'll be fun. What a way to see out eighth edition. With some there meme list and like weird some ass cool, meme list. Dude, it'll be so, it'll be so much fun. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It'll be a good time. You know, what I'm looking forward to is the first tournament of ninth. Yeah. It's going to get weird because it's not going to be right as it comes out. It's no. going to be. Everyone's going to have their idea of what's great. So there's going to be a bunch of random lists, yeah. which I think are going to be tank heavy. Yep. Which has me building last cannon havocs, by the way. Just cool. Okay. Sure. Because, you know, it's going to be uh, like a tank-heavy meta. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, yeah, it's it's going to be weird. Dude. There's going to be, be so many weird. goddamn weird lists out there because there's nothing, yeah. like, no one's playing to the point of refining or kind of net listing because, cool, you're playing the list some dude played in his basement for a month and a half. <laughs> yeah, nice job. Let yeah, me clap cool. For a awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's going to, I'm excited to see what comes out of it. There's going to be some weird-ass lists. I'm thinking I might just bring Horde Orcs 
and see if that just, just fucks fuck your, with fuck everybody. your blast weapons. I don't care. Take six models away. I have 24 more. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, man. I'm excited for it, though. Um, Danny, what else you got? Uh, I don't know. Nothing. Not not a ton, to be honest. Like, no. it's been uh, kind of a quiet week for me. I've been super busy with work, so I haven't had a lot yeah, of time. Likewise. Myself. Likewise. Um, but, yeah, I think I think we're we're good. Okay. Think so, um, but yeah, rad, rad, awesome! Uh, what a great end to a great what, episode. I know, yeah, it's perfect. Uh, we're gonna have more Eighth Edition stories next time uh, yep. from Danny's trip up to Fairbanks as he takes the the Marvelous Portable Studio with him. And our listeners, if you send us some, come on, guys, yeah. hook us up. We'll we will play you. I we, promise. We, we will, will have play you. Time. Yeah, we 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 are doing nothing but filling time uh, <laughs> <laughs> for like a hundred and thirty six episodes now. That's all we've had time. Uh, yeah. all, all we've had to do is, is fill time, um, and then coming next month, sometime we will be uh, doing a, a commentary track for the Ultramarine movie. Hell which, yeah! Which I'm both excited for and not excited I really for do at not the same time. Have to watch it again, but I will for the in the name of science. So I think we're gonna set it up where um, we're not going to be sober. Uh, oh, great! Is, is all I'm gonna say. Perfect. I cannot do it sober. Yeah, that sounds like a... Dude, you know what? You've just made it exciting to me again. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, so slurred slurred uh, commentary track coming for uh, the Ultramarine movie. Uh, that that classic late 90s... Uh, uh, late 90s animated movie with the CGI uh, artist from the reboot cartoon do you own show. It? I do own it. Okay, good. Okay, because yeah. I have a collector's edition as well, so if you... Oh, well, then we can review the preview comic as well. Oh, I don't know if I have that. Oh, yeah. It explains that they were a scout squad and they got promoted to tactics. It's it's all... Is that why they're so bad? Yeah, that's why they're so bad. Okay. I, I think it works. Uh, but yeah, anyway, from all rules, I've been John. I've been Danny. And we will uh, see you next time? Maybe. Who knows? 